Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts. I'm an associate professor uh, at Purdue University here in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, where I study minority rhetorics and digital rhetoric. Um, And I am joined uh, this evening, as with every episode, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Sarah White. Woo! Yeah! Uh, I'm Alex Lane. I am a PhD student at Purdue in crappy West Lafayette. And just kidding. Just kidding, West Lafayette. Um, I study uh, rhetoric and composition and uh, with a specialty in gaming and gender issues. I'm also a famous interviewer and a boxer. Sarah? Wow. Um, I am Sarah White. I know, I can't. (laughs) And I teach at Purdue North Central to the north of these two fine ladies. And if you check the Wikipedia entry on Westville, it may still say that we do have a slight zombie problem uh, up here in Westville. So you might check that out. Um, Yeah, and I teach English and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's me. So. Tonight, um, we will do uh, kind of our usual spiel. We'll start out with what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Uh, And then we'll move on to our news, our indie game of the week, and our issue of the week. And we're starting a new fun series tonight uh, that we're all really excited about. And we hope you will be, too. Um, So we'll start with what you're playing. Um, And we'll let Alex start. Alex... (laughs) So as you uh, who follow us religiously, I'm sure there's thousands of you. Yeah. Um, we uh, Sam and I participated in a 24-hour gameathon for charity. Um, if you want to see us at not our best or finest <laughs> moment, you can go ahead and watch the video uh, confessionals from that, which are very very fun. Um, so I played a lot of games to try and keep myself awake. Unfortunately, I didn't play too many new ones because um, it was more about like survival than exploration <laughs> for me. So uh, I played a uh, Call of Duty Black Ops a lot. Uh, Dance Central, also a lot. I think I put in about four hours of dancing. Yeah, you did. Which is unfortunate for everybody else in the room, let me tell you. Um, I played some Super Mario Brothers Wii, to which I threw my friend Patty in the lava about 15 times. I kept... I'm, I'm very good at that game, so I kept picking her up to carry her through the levels. But at that point, I was so out of it. I kept, like, throwing her down into lava and into holes and killing her accidentally. And I was trying to save her. It was very unfortunate. I played The Binding of Isaac, to which I have a, a very interesting... Can I toot my own horn and say it's yes, interesting? Absolutely. An interesting yeah. post up on uh, the disturbingness, and I, I there's some good <laughs> videos in there, too. Um, I played... I feel like I've been talking forever. <sighs> I played Glowfish, uh, also, which was my indie game of the week last week, I believe, um, which I'm up to a couple hours on now, so that's good or not good. I played some Civ Five. I played... Uh, one of the most disturbing games I've ever played in my entire life called Viva Pinata. Holy crap, that game is that game is so disturbing. I'm gonna write oh, another blog yeah. about that next week. So And I look forward to your blog about that. I saw it was anticipated and I, I oh couldn't wait. Gosh, you can't even imagine how disturbing that game is. Um Okay, uh, I also played Edge on Steam, which is my uh, indie game of the week this week. And I downloaded a new game on the iOS, which Sam has still not installed. Thank you very much for being my neighbor. I'm doing that as we speak. 
uh, called Tapfish 2, um, which is not totally revolutionary or anything. Um, it's, it's a lot like, uh, the iOS games, even iOS fish games that I've played before, but, um, it's, I don't know. I always find it sort of fun to play. I get into those games for like a week and then they kind of, they kind of fade away. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I have been playing. Nice. Thank you. Wow. I agree. Incredible. Well, I guess I can go to you then. Sure. Yeah, just let the <laughs> let the good times roll. Yeah. Um, well, as Alex said, we did we did the uh, extra life marathon to raise money for Children's Miracle Network and specifically Riley Children's Hospital. How much did you um, raise, Samantha? Do you know? Us as a group, I can't yeah. remember. The overall thing was over a million dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Overall, it was over a million dollars. Yeah. Good. Um. Well, if when I get a final total, because I'm still having donations come in, oh, yeah. I will uh, I will tell you what my final total was. Mine was two twenty five. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> see, well, everything's a competition. <laughs> I, but that's okay because I already beat her. Um, <laughs> no, now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I played a lot of different stuff. Um, I, uh, well, one thing that I played a lot of, um, was Batman Arkham Asylum Mm. because I was trying to finish Batman Arkham Asylum before Batman Arkham City came out, which didn't happen. Um, because I needed after, after I got really tired, I I did need to shift and switch games a lot just to keep myself awake. Um, but I played a whole lot of Batman Arkham Asylum. I was going to say, you certainly put in the effort on that one. I did, I, but I love that game. It was a whole lot of fun. I'm really anxious to play Arkham City, uh, but maybe I'll be able to get it on sale by the time I finish Arkham Asylum. Um, I played Fallout New Vegas. Um, I played Mario Kart for the Wii, of course. Well, I guess for the Wii, because I guess it's available on DS too. Um, I played uh, Sims Medieval um, for iOS which um, was not really very sim-like, and I didn't like it. Um, I played, well, I'll, I'll talk about that at another time. I played Tiny Towers on the iOS, which I'm addicted to, um, and I play on my iPad way, way, way too much. Um, I played some Angry Birds, Birds Seasons on my phone, um, and I played, oh, see, there's another zombie game I played, Zombie Life. Mm-hmm. Um which is which is another one of those uh, time management games. They just have you as a zombie instead of <laughs> a little person or you know anything else this time around. Um, yeah, I know. And then I played. Oh, I used to play a lot of other stuff. I played some Viva Pinata, um, <laughs> which I find more amusing than disturbing. Oh, please, please! I thought it was fun. Yeah, I've, it's been forever since I played. Uh, yeah, the pinata porn is a different story, but you know. Viva pinata porn! Thank you. I didn't want to say it for the kids. Say what? Yeah, there Viva is so much porn. disgusting sex in that video game. Oh no! You don't That's you don't even realize because they package it in these cute little oh this game's for kids and then bam worms doing it. But I'm sorry, that's another time. That's another time. You guys watch them. You build a little shed. And then for as soon them. as they they have sex and make a baby, then one of the other characters needs to go eat them. It's horrible. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry. Continue, please. Oh, I promise I'll save it. Save it for your post, man. Save it for your post. 
Uh, I went back and played some Bastion, uh, but I was I was really really tired by the time I started playing Bastion. We were probably about mm-hmm. twenty, pretty close to twenty hours in, so my reflexes were really bad. Um, I played not during the during the marathon. I played some Connectimals, um, the demo anyway, um, and some of the new Once Upon a Monster game, the new Sesame Street game. Um, both kids kind of games uh, for the, on the connect the demo as well um, because I wanted to take a look at them before I tried them out with my daughter um, to see if she would be interested in either of them before I went out and bought them. So for six, eight, ten, eleven different <laughs> games is what I'm counting. That's what I played this week. Like people were asking me why I was walking around with like these huge eyes and like sallow skin and I'm like, oh man, I've seen some things you don't even know. <laughs> wow well i i can hardly compete with this list as you know <laughs> but this week i returned of course to my familiar words with friends because i'm still sucked in the vacuum that is you're an english teacher professor let me play you and beat you you know so people want to to beat you and you're playing the scrabble little facebook game so i had to deal with that yeah my, nothing I, makes my mom happier than beating sam <laughs> she literally like will call and text me incessantly hey 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 i just guessed her word it was this isn't that good yeah okay. well you know the situation here involves uh, a little bit of uh, uh how do i want to say this it involves my relationship and I my see. girl yes my girlfriend uh, challenged me to words with friends. So it's become very, it's become very personal and she beat me. <laughs> so, uh, that's resulted in some serious gaming attention to that particular game. Okay. So, and then, um, what else? Oh, well, I played a game relevant, a replay, a game relevant to our discussions for this evening. So I don't know if I should really mention it per se, but I did play Plants vs. Zombies, and then uh, a little bit of Angry Birds found its way in there, and then um, Gardens of Time. My, you know, I like my hidden object games. Yeah, I'm over so, that game. Yeah, really kind of the the boring, you know, soccer mom set is what I'm representing this week, but that's all I really found time for other than the game of life, which I've played with gusto. With gusto, huh? Well, I tried. Alrighty, then that's what we're playing. Um, the next question up would be what you're reading. Um, and I have to admit, um, after, uh, doing the 24 hour marathon, I've been playing so much catch up, um, yeah. other than reading stuff for work. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still reading through, um, Neil Stevenson's voluminous tome, uh, read me. Uh, yeah, I know. That's very clever. That's about what I'm reading. Uh, that's all I'm reading. Uh, that's all I've been reading other than, um, I don't know, if you want to talk about Richard Miller and Geneva Smitherman and Keith Gilliard and Victor Villanueva, those folks. Nice. Building the master's tool, or master's house up with the master's tools, huh? <laughs> mm. So that's what I was reading this week. Yeah, I haven't read anything. Don't tell my instructors that. Whoops. Oops. Um, but I was <laughs> at, at least the, I did read for class. Oh, whatever. I uh, was at the Feminisms and Rhetoric Conference last week, which was so oh. fun. Um, but I was gone all week in Minnesota and uh, then came back and then had the 24-hour gaming marathon. And then I found out I was turning into a shark 
So that all sort of snowballed and I haven't done any reading. However, I did have time to interview a very, very famous uh, video game designer. She used oh. to be a writer, I learned. Um, Sherry Grainer Ray, uh, who I will be um, putting her, her interview on the, the site um, nice. soon after some, after some things happen. Uh, and I just cannot wait for our listeners to hear that interview because it surprised me. It shocked me. I learned a ton. Um, and she is absolutely amazing and incredible. So I'm very excited <laughs> about Good that. Job. So wow. is that, can I cheat and say that an interview is kind of like reading? Is that cool? Yeah, um, cool. Absolutely. Sure. All yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I'm going to try to sneak in the walking dead, um, in preparation for, this episode, I watched the first season of The Walking Dead. Ooh. So I was trying to educate myself on zombies. Uh, I did read some stuff more about on Kristeva, right, the abject. And I was trying to wrap Julia my head Kristeva? around. Yeah. And I was trying to kind of get a sense of why zombies have sort of reached this, this amazing uh, uh, explosion in our culture right now. And why it is they never seem to quite, haha die in our lore uh and so i was i was checking that out and i did read an interesting article called textual analysis digital games and zombies and dealing mostly with resident evil 4 um there was another one it's it's on the internet this one but it's a master's thesis still the title grabbed my attention it was from voodoo to viruses the evolution of the zombie in 20th who do you voodoo bitch but uh, I like the idea because other articles I'd read had mentioned, of course, how zombies are often race and oppression because zombie zombies sure. come out of a lot of the um, okay. Tradition. Let me just start by saying this: you can stop talking about that now because whoever that was just kind of scooped me totally on what I was going to talk about. <laughs> then I will stop Yo, talking. Stop. No. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so the teaser for later on in the episode. Teaser for later, but anyway, I was educating myself on zombies in in, in, in every way that I could, and of course they segue and they, you know, have this sort of relationship where they're kind of kissing cousins with the vampire. So, you know, it was all kind of blended together since I have the vampire course. So that was what I have been focusing my attentions upon. Uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, apparently I scoop every week. I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, the next uh, next question is one of our usual favorite questions, and I complained last week because I was drinking coffee because we were we were recording um, in the morning. Well, I guess it was two weeks ago in the morning. Yes, um, yeah, I guess it was two weeks ago. Wow! But now it's evening, and I am still drinking coffee. Yes, I'm drinking coffee at ten thirty at night. I know. I know. I am using. I'm drinking coffee at ten thirty at night. Why? Because I actually want to be able to stay awake through this podcast and be able to be a, a bit lucid. Um, and I have some baking to finish up. We appreciate after that. after all is said and done. Baking. Baking. I'm going to give you a sound effect, and you guys can guess what I'm drinking. Knowing you a scotch. 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 Mm. Scotch. Scotch. <laughs> I love my scotch. Right. <laughs> It, Although I know everybody's disgusted now because you're supposed to drink scotch neat, but you know what? I was going to say, if it's, ice, if it's got ice it's with Alex's scotch. You all can suck it because I like ice. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking. I'm very happy about it. I'm, I'm incredibly exhausted and I find uh, found out that sharks drink scotch, so it's all cool. Interesting, this shark thing. Um, well, what happened is I lost a tooth. Um, lost as in got it pulled. Uh -huh. And one is growing back in its place. 
Awesome. No, it's like half in. That is the best. You're regenerating. I also stopped being able to sleep since the marathon, and then I've been taking a lot of baths to try and help myself sleep. So naturally, uh, Patty, my friend, decided that I am turning into a shark. Are you getting a fin on your back? Like, you're getting kind of a weird hunchback? I, I've been having nightmares about it, but no, not yet. Okay. Um, although, well, I don't know. Maybe I am. You know sharks can't stop swimming or they die. Uh-oh. Well, maybe that's why I've been drinking like a fish. Oh, snap! Oh, oh yes! Just yeah, good job. <laughs> well, Lord. well, on that idea, that's interesting <laughs> to me because my last name is White. So every now and then I put a shark on my profile picture because I'm the great white uh, ah. uh-huh. so anyway uh, i'm even more classy uh i went to kmart because i was trying to kill time before an appointment and i uh, bought some of my barefoot you guys know i like my barefoot chardonnay barefoot is, is quite cheap so uh yeah i am drinking <laughs> uh barefoot chardonnay purchased at a kmart on a rainy indiana night that just screams classy I know. (laughs) (laughs) Or it sounds like a John Mellencamp song. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a bit, a bit. (laughs) A bit. So that's that's been my, that's been my, what you're drinking. Nice. Okay. So that's what we've been drinking. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit news of the week. News. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we had a new song, but okay. (laughs) That's the new we're news. To, we're gonna noise. have to come up with some audio with it, with some audio for uh, for news. You know, I did add a news story late, but I didn't know if you guys had seen this. But uh, several articles were talking that the Xbox Seven Twenty oh, yeah, was on rumors. its way in twenty thirteen. Mm, right, I, I did not see that. So it, it was in the same uh, section that was talking about how the again video game sales are on the downside they're not as high as they expect that's interesting though because i i saw a uh, uh, an article that i posted up here for you guys um that dlc content is up oh, I see um, that. Yeah. is up 11% in 2011 which is which is pretty sizable i i think so um um definitely not all quote unquote video games perhaps just the uh, type of video game is uh, changing well, i'm i'm sorry yeah but not only up not only is it up but but Oh, more than what is it? I think it's like fifty percent or fifty-one percent of all console owners at this point have purchased DLC, which is incredible. Well, I told you guys tonight. I I was going to get off buy something off Steam because it's so instant that you know why go to the GameStop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. True. So anyway, I think anyway, that's I'm amazing. That is exciting. Here's another interesting number. I like numbers. To, I like numbers this, this week too. Um, uh, NPD, uh, group, um, collected a bunch of data in, uh, in August of this year anyway, and they have come up with the numbers that 91%, Mm. 91% of children in the U S between the ages of two and 17 Mm -hmm. are gamers. Wow. 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 That's huge. 91%. And I guess I can count my kid at three in that 91%. Wow. 91%. How crazy is that? Well, that's replacing a lot of entertainment forms. Right? That bodes well for women, too, because obviously that, that includes plenty of women. Because they play with their kids. Not to, say that, not, to, not to say that men don't, but... Oh, well, I think... And also because it's, it's as many girls as boys playing, basically, right? If it's 91%... Yeah, it's 91% of kids, that's, plenty, that's a lot of women. A lot of girls. Yeah. A lot of girls playing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was a pretty cool number for me, I thought. That is. That's quite amazing. But, yeah, it, of course, it's been incorporated in their education by now. It's, it's you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, I guess so. That's interesting. What else you got? And I'll throw in my other one. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, so I have a few just random ones that I just want to mention real quick, uh, not really talk about. Uh, one, which I am crazy excited about, which I found out about today, is there's this new game, Lollipop Chainsaw, coming out, <laughs> which is supposed to be, like, rainbow bright killing fucking zombies. <laughs> okay, so not actual rainbow bright, but like that. Yes. Um, and I just, I find that so hilarious. So I'm going to, I guess I don't need to talk about it later, but, uh, but I'm, uh, it looks horrible and exploitative and sexist but uh but uh also freaking hilarious so so i'm excited to to see what happens with that sort of uh, sort of sounds like uh, buffy yeah uh she's uh, a she's a little she's a little less of a character than buffy buffy's a pretty substantial character yeah. um and then let's see uh there's a new study out about uh, a long a, a really long study that they did about um, how much time you spend playing violent video games and then, um, your actual violent effects. Uh, it was, it was hard. It sounded like it was on, uh, what was it on? Game Politics News and they didn't really have a ton of information about it, just that the study came out. Um, the only solid piece, um, that they had was that they were linking it to a decrease in actual crime rates. So like the amount of time you spent playing violent video games, um, de decreased the amount of, of likelihood that you committed a violent crime. Well, I got to tell you, violent video games have kept me from killing many a folk. Oh, man. I come home and I kill the crap out of some people and I feel so much better. I think it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I'm excited to see what the rest of the study says. Um, CCP, uh, <laughs> I wrote cutes, uh, cuts 20% of staff. They're the people who make EVE Online. Um, mm -hmm. So that's sort of a, an issue for some people. I know a few, a few of my friends who are obsessed with EVE Online. So look out. Uh, also, they're making a video game to recreate the death of Gaddafi. Oh, come on. Um, the, the, the people that made the game about, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Osama Bin Laden being killed. They made a Flash yeah. game about it. So they're making, they just announced today they're going to make one of Gaddafi, um, being killed. And that then... That was fast, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, wow. Um, and then my absolute favorite story of the week, um is the creator of Final Fantasy series and a couple other really big <laughs> games. Yeah. What? Are you guys laughing already? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, at the, at the, I think it was at the game developer conference that happened last week. Um, GDC Online. Right. And in, in an interview or whatever said, when he was being asked about why he made his female characters so, like, hypersexualized and et cetera, et cetera, he said, uh, this shouldn't be shocking, but for me, it, it, it feels good to hear it be said. Um, he, uh, said that he doesn't care about, like, the depth and um, and stuff about female characters, that he makes female characters that he would want to sleep with. Uh -huh. um, so the, the writer of this article on Kotaku writes, this is a quote, most of the egregiously sexist character designs are based on fuckability rather than playability. Wow. Absolutely. Which it just feels so good that they finally admit that because I've heard such bullshit arguments like, oh, well, you know, the female characters need to, you know, need to be smaller because of this or no, their frames wouldn't support armor mm. because blah, blah, blah. Like, finally, there's no more excuses. Obviously, they're making characters they want to fuck. Mm. Not that are good characters um, or people want to play them or anything mm -hmm. just sex symbols. And I think that, uh, 
that little tiny line just uh, fueled fueled a lot of conversation, I hope, in the female gaming community, and hopefully some backlash about the crappy female characters that have been made lately, but not just lately, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that is my by far favorite news story of the week. <laughs> nice. Well, I got, well, I got one thing that I think is really interesting and, and I want to throw out there. Um, it was in... Um, a news story um, the in the National Defense Business and Technology magazine um, last week, actually. Because mm. um, everybody, well, not everybody, I tend to get interested in, in what the military is doing with games mm, sure. um, just to see how they're using them. And the military, the Army, actually, um, is testing out a strategy game um, that puts, uh, that teaches folks who are being sent to Afghanistan how to think like a local village elder. And the game's called Culture Shock Afghanistan. Mm. Um, and it sounds like it's more of a, interestingly enough, a casual game because there, people are supposed to log in every day and play from like five to 15 minutes. And then they make mm. decisions based on stuff that's happening in their world. It's kind of like Facebook games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's supposed to be played in short bursts and they make these decisions based on what's going on in in their in their world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's supposed to help them learn about the culture of Afghanistan, um, and and they also, in order to kind of help uh, help them make the decisions that they need to make, um, they can access their uh, reference guide that they call Afghanpedia. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Wikipedia mm. for Afghanistan. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Wow. Right. And interestingly enough, they're supposed to log in for five to 15 minutes every day. And it's an eight week course. So it's not very long. But, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's all the uh, all the cultural awareness they need in order to go over. That's right. Ten minutes a day. That's all I need. Wow. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I thought that was interesting. That is yeah. interesting. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that about all we got for news this week? That's all I got. That's all I got. I mean, I, I just found, I found one other one that talked about video games helping Parkinson's, but I, that didn't seem like it was necessarily new. But it was interesting. Gaming can help with the with the symptoms and the you know. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Okay. The new things technology is doing for uh, medicine, not necessarily on like a curing route, mm-hmm. right? Because that's been around for a long time. But I just did a data visualization unit in one of my business writing courses and it was talking about how data visualizations have done so much for getting the word out there about diseases and it's helped people see you know quote unquote disorders in a different way so Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah no that's all i knew what about scotchy scotch you got the indie game of the week (laughs) i was gonna say the soft tinkling of ice is making me want to is making me want to drink sounds so classy usually what i do is mute it when I'm taking a drink, but I think I'm past the point of caring. So you're just going to hear my <laughs> ice for the rest of the episode. I'm so tired. Just sounds so classy. I think I'm going to have a drink while I finish my baking this evening. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely um, suggest everybody have a drink. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So indie game of the week, but uh, the indie game of the week is edge, which uh, in not so many words is totally weird. So I realize this is not a new game. Those of you who have iOS and iPad and stuff have uh, been able to get this game since 2008. Um, I had never seen it before. Uh, it, it just came out on Steam in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I downloaded it finally. Um, 
it's, uh, so it won, a bun- it won a bunch of awards, like, for being a good indie game, and has an 85% rating, and has got up some acclaim. Um, it's a really simple game, and I don't know why, but it's so disturbing to play. Uh, maybe it was because I played it a bunch after I'd been awake for, like, 16 hours. <laughs> like, you're this cube... And you have to, it's meant for you to, like, drag your finger around on your screen to, like, move the cube. But I played mm-hmm. it, obviously, I played it on a, on my laptop, so I had to use, like, my trackpad and stuff. But so, um, you're, like, you're this cube, and you, like, move around, but and you're, like, walking around on a island of cubes. Um, can you hear Smalls trying to get in the room? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, then, like, you have to try and balance your weight on things and like use momentum to get across like bridges and stuff and I don't know like it's it's one of those games that I could that I'm like I, I've been thinking about it a lot so I think I'm addicted to it already <laughs> uh and the yeah so it's, it's, it's interesting I also think it's interesting to play games that are obviously made for the iOS and then get transferred to the PC because um I think I think most of the ones I've experienced are the other way around um, they have the PC version and then they make it for the iOS. So, uh, this was, uh, I guess Angry Birds is not that way, but anyway, um, so I, I really like this game. It's simple. It sort of is indicative of what a good indie game is for me, which is like simple, but kind of pretty and intriguing. And, uh, so I, I, it might keep me up at night, but I hope someone else out there has uh, played this and sends us a note or something because, uh. (laughs) I don't know if it was just me being crazy, but it feels weird. The game just feels really odd. Sounds, so it sounds intense. Yeah, and then um, I wanted to throw on here my indie game for next week um, because it's ten percent off right now, so it's like four bucks or something. Um, yeah. It's going to be Lightfish, and it looks a little like Glowfish, but uh, I think it's uh, going to be a little more sinister. So I'm sort of excited for that. Um, so if anybody wants to uh, play along with my indie game of the week, you can check that out, and I'll talk about it next week. Cool. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Clink. At least you didn't spike it. Um, (laughs) Well, my indie game of the week really doesn't count because it was Alex's indie game of the week last week. Um, I, of course, played along with, shall we say, some uh, Binding of Isaac. Mm. Um, And by play, I meant screaming to people what they should do instead of... uh, Instead of actually Yeah, playing. you sort of backseat gamered that one. <laughs> I did. I backseat gamered that one. Because I was trying to play I was trying to play Batman Arkham Asylum at the same time. See, I was trying to sh- I was really trying to demonstrate the skills during the twenty four hour marathon <laughs> and see how many games I could play at the same time. Well, I, I mean it's not your fault either, because when I was playing Binding of Isaac, there was a huge crowd around and the game's so freaking disturbing you can't not watch, right? Like there's zombie oh, fetuses I, running around. I totally have to play spitting this game blood now. at you. I cannot, yeah. I, between the blog and how much you've talked about it, I must play this game. Yeah, it's totally disturbing. Yeah, totally and completely. Check out my blog. Yeah, your blog is great. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh. play an indie game. I'll just admit it. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> for shame, for shame. I know. Shame. I'm falling down on the job. I will next time. All right. So next up, we have our issue of the week.
It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. Um, we have decided uh, that we are going to do our um, time capsule series. Uh, and I'll explain a bit of what the time capsule series is. The time capsule series is just this. Um, we talk a lot about a lot about games as social critique, as cultural critique. Um, so what we're going to do uh, during the time capsule series is every uh, episode, we're going to choose a series of games, related games, thematically related games, um, that we would include <clears throat> in a time capsule that we would bury to be retrieved 100 years from now. Of course, along with the hardware that would be necessary to play these games in case people are going, well, nobody's going to have an Xbox in the... <laughs> in a hundred years <clears throat> we'll all be playing in our heads yeah that might be the case but we're going to include the hardware as well so um and what we want to think about is what in a hundred years people would glean about us as a society based on the games that we include in that time capsule so what do these games mean <clears throat> so this week we chose Zombies. Um, we like Cue Sarah's the zombie noise. Cue the zombie noise. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> That's what I'm good for. <laughs> Sarah chose, Sarah thought zombies would be a great choice for this week with Halloween coming and all. Um, because we won't record again before Halloween. Today's oh. the, yeah, today's the 20th, so we won't record again before Halloween. Um, so, yeah, this will be a Halloween episode. <clears throat> trick or treat uh, <laughs> uh, ghosts I don't know I didn't know what to throw in there <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. so uh, we thought we'd talk a bit about zombies um, and uh, the zombie games that we've played recently and and um, I don't want to start because um, I, I want to <laughs> I don't want to start because I'll talk forever if you let me start what if I scoop you you won't, well, if you scoop me, I'll just tell you shut up. <clears throat> oh, well, that'll be just like any other day. Well, I'm apparently a good scooper without even knowing it, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can start. I can talk about uh, the game that I buried in the time capsule. What game are you adding to the time capsule? I am adding Black Ops. Um, okay. And Black, Black Ops, I think, has a ton uh, of uh, a possibility as far as time capsules go, but specifically the zombie modes are what I want to have looked at in a hundred years to tell us about our culture. So here's some of the things that I think it says about us. First, you have to look at um, all the different boards in the zombie uh, in the zombie uh, part of Black Ops. Um, I listed a few of them here, uh, and what I think is really fascinating is that the different boards have different types of zombies. So five has American zombies. Uh, Shino Numa. I'm probably going to say tons of these wrong. I don't know uh, Japanese or German. Uh, have Imperial Japanese zombies. The arcade version has Soviet zombies. The moon has an unknown category of zombies, which is fitting because they're from space. Um, Nachter Undertoten something has Nazi zombies, uh, and as well as these are Nazi zombies all the way down here. Verukt, Deris, and Kino Dertoten. Um, all four of those wor worlds have Nazi zombies. Um, and there's a couple other ones too, but I don't have fancy map packs, so meh. Um, 
what I thought was most, uh, well, no, okay, let me keep going. So the, some of the playable characters in most of these le levels are historical characters. Uh, John F. Kennedy, Kennedy, Fidel Castro, Richard Nixon, Robert McNamara. Um, and so I think it's sort of interesting. And I know I've talked a lot about on the, on the different, on different blogs about how games recast historical situations and historical characters um, to kind of say something new. And what I find really interesting is that um, the way these levels pick out particular historical characters and groups and sort of recast them. So the Nazis are recast as zombies. And so, so what does this say about our culture and the things that are okay to make fun of and the things that are okay to kill, the things that are okay to turn into zombies? Uh, right, so so the Nazis uh, are definitely on the okay list, according to this. This is what this video game would be arguing. Imperial Japanese zombies, American zombies, Soviet zombies. Um, it, it's sort of cast in a, uh, uh, in a, you know, probably, probably 60 years ago, 70 years ago, something like that. Um, and then uh, interesting that Kennedy... Um, Kennedy and Castro and Nixon and, and McNamara are the four main characters because they would not be the characters I chose. Um, but of course they were important in this time period. Uh, so I thought it was interesting about how it calls into question who it's okay to commit violence against, particularly because you usually have like faceless, uh, enemies, you know, just like sort of the ensign or the red coats, you would call mm -hmm. them like the one it's like, like on Star Trek, where it's it's Picard and Riker and Troy, and then Ensign Bloody Blah, and you're like, oh crap, Ensign Bloody Blah is gonna die, right? So, uh, so usually you have sort of this like faceless um, enemy, and here you have a particular category of people. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's interesting what it says about the historical characters that still matter in culture, but the ones you can kind of make fun of, um, and then I. Me personally, what I thought was um, really intriguing is is that there's no women in the zombie modes. There's not zombie women. Um, there's not zombie protagonists. Of course, there's not women in the entire game, so that's not surprising. Uh, right. But I think that would say a lot about our culture if someone opened this 100 years from now. So, mm -hmm. man, I need to take a breath now. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I am excited about that topic. So, awesome. no, I think that's I think that's awesome, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean. The the I, I listed like five hundred different zombie games that I that I that I played and continue to play, but I guess one of the ones that I want to focus on would probably be, <clears throat> um, well, got to do it. The Resident Evil series, mm -hmm. and, and I want to choose them all. So we're gonna put them all on one big collector's disc and do the Resident Evil collection from yeah. Resident Evil to Resident Evil Five. Mm -hmm. I'm cheating. Yeah. Well, really, wasn't wasn't that the game that kind of brought the zombie? You know, it wasn't that the one that kind of brought zombies into the gaming world in yeah. full. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, well, one of the things I think about the one of the thing about zombies, if we if we kind of put it out there and say what what does this say about our society? Mm -hmm. I think Resident Evil is one of the is is the one series of games that says a number of different things, both about um, what we think about people and what we think about what we think about corporations as mm -hmm. well. I mean, I think that Resident Evil definitely is one of the games that will indicate to folks that, um, or or make people uh, suspicious of the fact that we may think that corporations are indeed evil because Umbrella Corp is definitely mm -hmm. the evil entity here, and and, and they kind of take science along with them. Sure, that right. suspicion, I mean, yeah. In that, in that, they are the ones that are causing 
um, you know, are causing this zombie outbreak. And I think that this is a really interesting thing. I mean, because here in Resident Evil is where we st- where we get that where we really get that shift from the undead zombie to the viral zombie. And I think that that's sure. a huge deal, right? Yeah. It because is. by the time we get to, by the time we get to Resident Evil 5, um, we've got some real problems going on in that right now we, we have zombies that are, we have zombies on the, we, we have zombies in the motherland, right? We have mm-hmm. zombies on the African continent who are zombies because of a bloodborne illness. Right. Right. That's fucked up beyond belief in a number of different ways. <laughs> that is so reminiscent of the AIDS virus, right? Yeah. I mean, and here you have, um, once again, the white colonizer who has to go into, I mean, really, they couldn't find any, any black person on the, on, the whole fucking, on the whole fucking continent to fight the zombies. No, they had to fly, find white military male. To come in and solve this problem, right? To save yeah. the to save the to save the motherland from herself, in essence, right? So we have this really interesting thing going on, and then he also he brings along a sidekick, right? <laughs> he brings along a sidekick who is a black woman or an African woman who is working for. Um, who is working for yet again another evil corporation? Well, not evil in the sense of Umbrella Corps, but still evil in that she is working alongside of the military, right, to kill mm-hmm. people who are like herself, right? And she is again is once again we have the same, you know, we get, you know, we get, uh, we get whore or Madonna, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and and her regular clothing is is skimpy enough. But then we also get lots of tribal, you know, get lots of images of her in tribal kind of clothing, which is equally sexy um, and sexualized, which is really fucked up. Um, Because, of course, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, fight zombies in a loincloth bikini. Well, sure. Um, You don't want to get that blood on your clothes, you know. Obviously. You want it directly (laughs) on your skin, especially when you're talking about bloodborne pathogens. Uh, So. I mean, and she indeed, in, in many ways, especially when you start talking about the way she gets sexualized, is, um, as Alex put in the show notes, when we start talking about zombies and, and female zombies, a walking pair of tits. Um, or in this case, a walking and shooting pair um, that is killing others, right? So we have all of these interesting things that are going on in Resident Evil that I think um, we see playing out in some of the other um, in some of the other zombie games, like if we go back and we look at some of the other kind of more straight shooter zombie games like House of the Dead and Dead Rising, where a lot, I mean, and even we've seen it in our zombie movies as well. Um, God, Night of the Living Dead. I was like, what is the name of it? Like <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Every, it has the obligatory, obligatory mall scene, right? Yep. Where the zombies are coming in to kind of coming into a mall where survivors are hiding in order to, or su- survivors are being saved by the mall. How's that? Mm-hmm. Um, and zombies are trying to get in and kill them, right? So here we have a different spin on capitalism, right? Capitalism saves um, when we start talking about the malls and like House and like um, House of the Dead, Dead Rising, right? And House of the Dead, even more than that. Um, just thinking about capitalism is also really into zombies as as these scientific um, mm-hmm. snafus, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, interestingly enough, a lot of our zombies these days are anti science, um, anti science, anti capitalism, well, anti other. 
well, in many different ways, right? Because if we talk about yeah. Resident Evil 5, we had mm-hmm. Africans. We talk about uh, Resident Evil 4, we had Hispanics. Right. Right? I'm sorry, Sarah, what were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say what, what it seems like is that you have these, when corporations get in bed with science, or actually when science gets in bed with corporations, when they sell out and sell out their science, then we have the catastrophe and then we have the zombies. It's like they're, they're unborn, diseased result you know what i mean it's like when science is something pure knowledge gets in bed with money it, the result is catastrophic oh absolutely yeah absolutely it's, it, it is a very interesting thing right because and i think that the the capitalism saves um zombie it comes comes from the more classic zombie movie right that's that's more old mm-hmm. school and we get to see we see that more in the remakes um, or the the Night of the Living Dead flavored games than we do in the kind of the more straight shooter, um, more um, original games. I would say like Resident Evil that are that are that are taking a different spin on it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really you know that's one of the things about the Resident Evil series is that especially if you start thinking about from the original Resident Evil, good Lord, that must have been. Oof, that's a long time ago. It had to be at least 15 years ago, right? Yeah, 14, that's in the 90s, years. right? Yeah. Um, the original Resident Evil to Resident Evil 5, and I'm not even going to talk about upcoming Resident Evils. <laughs> yeah, because that's a whole nother story. That's why I, I cut it off and I said I'm definitely in the, in the 19, 1996, right? So if we talk about <laughs> Um, the uh, the Resident Evils from 1996 to uh, Resident Evil 5 in 2008. God, was it that? And it um, still persists. Is that yeah. interesting? That interesting kind of evolution of the zombie that we see in this. I mean, and and Resident Evil is one of the first series for me anyway that gives us um, a female protagonist who is. Well, she may be wearing tight clothing, um, is not naked, and that's another reason I stopped at Resident Evil Five and didn't want to move into any of the more the the upcoming Resident Evils like Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah, I could talk about that real quick if you want, because um, uh, we were talking before. Resident Evil is the first. Uh, if anybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows, uh, I when I play a game, I play it feverishly for like forty hours straight, and then uh, and then never play it again. Uh, Usually. So Resident Evil 2 was the first game that I played from start to finish. And I remember the, the, the uh, her outfit. And it was sort of like these red shorts. They were kind of short. And then like a full top that yeah. like didn't have the boobs cut out. And it was kind of, it was short sleeve, but not like super short. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a reasonable outfit. And then if you look at the Resident Evil um, Revelations character... Oh, yeah. um, this is where the pair of walking tits come in. Mm. Um, there's an interesting tits article. Tits and ass. Right, yeah. tits and ass. And, and I, I love this this uh, this uh, quote from this article that I read on Kotaku. Uh, is it is it me or Ka- is Capcom getting lazier with its creation of minor characters in its Resident Evil franchise? I got absolutely no sense of Rachel's character, only discovering that she has a pert ass, a fine pair of norks which i have no idea what a nork is yep. but never heard that. um and an impractical haircut so her hair covers three quarter of her face and and the yeah. author goes on to talk about how in a horror game like the characterization of the person is so dependent on their face that it really shows the lack of characterization that capcom put into her that they covered three quarters of their face like there's Literally only not- two things we want gamers to see right and it ain't her face 
They're right. denying her identity. Jill yeah. Valentine never had her face covered. Yeah, absolutely. Jill Valentine kicked ass and took names, okay? And she was still <laughs> good looking, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with Jill Valentine. She was a little bit ditzy, but that's okay. Was she? Yeah, Maybe sometimes. I romanticized her. I don't remember. It could be because she had some moments where she's like, well, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She was still kind of weak. Well, it's certainly not. It's no. certainly not Rachel. So. <laughs> she was yeah, right. sexualized or ditzified. It doesn't. You know. <laughs> we but either I, have one choice or the other. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do. I mean, and but then at the same time, we have, you know, she's she is Jill Valentine. She is not Shiva Alomar. Who you know, Shiva is a is a real character in that she fights the zombies, mm-hmm. but she's so over sexualized and silenced in many ways that it it becomes problematic. Well, it'd be right? so much more interesting if she was allowed if they dealt allowed that character to to delve into the complexity of her conflict. Right. And that's something that she really doesn't, she doesn't really get to do. It's like, and she doesn't look like, even though her backstory is that she is African, she doesn't look like the other Africans. She is nowhere near as dark. She is almost the same as complexion, same complexion as Chris Redfield. Mm -hmm. Right. So they want to clearly separate her from the other, from the other others. Right. And in that she must look different, she must act different, and she must kill them mm-hmm. in order to kind of justify her own continued existence. Interesting. I never thought about it like that. that yeah, that's interesting. So that would be the one. That would be one of the ones that I would add. Okay. To the uh, to the box. To the box. Well, uh, the one that I would add, if if it's it's okay with everybody, is, uh, is Plants vs Zombies. I mean, we see this as, as a big game right now. It's, it was as, probably almost as explosive as Angry Birds, right? I know a lot of people that aren't gamers that were compulsively... I mean, people were, there's like a fad about like yeah. getting tattoos of Plants vs. Zombies. So, yeah, oh, my God. There's a huge merchandise. There's huge merchandising out there that also go along with Plants vs. Zombies. And what was interesting to me is that, kind of going along with what piggybacking, uh, piggybacking on what Samantha had said about, you know, capitalism saves the mall, you know... It, it, only in the reverse with plants versus zombies for me. What we see in the wave after wave of zombie is they're wearing suits. They're wearing ties. They are marked as male, right? Uh, you have the catapulting zombie, but he's still like a, a male jock, blonde hair, you know. And then you have uh, some zombies with newspapers and their, their little half glasses, and they're like supposed to be sort of, I suppose, old men. And so I definitely saw them as representing patriarchy. I saw them as representing the middle class because they're wearing suits, right? They're not wearing t-shirts and jeans. They're not wearing shorts. Or mm-hmm. They're not ambiguously dressed. They're marked as male. Mm-hmm. And they are attacking to come to your house. Now, what we have then are plants, okay? And plants are our defense. And they are the ones who are, you know, we have to plant the right garden and we will be able to prevail against these zombies that sort of represent patriarchy to me, represent capitalism to me, represent, uh, you know, money. Because if you kill some of them, you can get money from them, which I thought was also sort of oddly misplaced, but also fitting. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we already know, if we look at our society now, okay, 
people say, oh, global warming, global climate change is not happening. Well, okay, unless you're dumb. You know, we had like 20 to 20 foot uh, waves in Chicago. We're supposed to have a horrible winter. You know, something's going on with the climate. Mm-hmm. The argument, of course, is made is that corporations and money and greed, capitalism, are big reasons for why our environment is drastically changing. So what we have is this sort of uh, revenge tale of sorts, revenge allegorical cathartic experience here, where the plants now, nature, us replenishing the earth, us making earth our quote-unquote weapons while they do it literally you know, you can also see the figurative aspect here that the sunlight is our is what we need. It's not money that we need. We need sun to grow the plants that will protect us from the mindless, money-grubbing, suit-wearing zombies. Sure. Um, <laughs> to me, this was an ultimate kind of social critique on our on our state of 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 the world right now, at least in terms of of our American culture mm-hmm. and. And sort of encouraging us to rise up and, and take care of our earth because it will ultimately protect us against these forces. So while we look at like Resident, the Resident Evil series, specifically as Samantha mentioned, where you have like from it's become a virus and, and you have corporations in bed with science and they've been corrupted. And that virus is what's turning zombies into, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. This game puts the spin on that to kind of suggest that we. Uh, plants, nature, the organic world, it will ultimately save us if we take care of it, tend it, plant it, and everything else. So if if I was going to put one, even in its simplicity, you know, it's not the most amazing graphics, it's not the most amazing gameplay necessarily, but it's such a deeper uh, metaphor for what, I, for what is going on in our world right now that I, I when I stopped to think about it on deeper terms, I was just blown away by just the depth of what it was suggesting to us. But then like my blog was about nature and video games and and how those interact, which I I just think is really something to be mined. But that that's the one I would pop in the box. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. I mean, now see, I I know I've played I've played and beat Plant vs Zombies both on my computer and on uh, my phone. Mm-hmm. Now I want to now I want to download and play it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was really addicted to Plants vs Zombies for a while there. <laughs> so do we have time for one more little one yeah we can do one more little one how's that um i was thinking about talking a little bit about dead island because um oh yeah we both we both played it and i thought i thought dead island marks a really interesting turn because yeah it's the first game that i played at least that sexualizes the female zombies yes so you, there's these scenes with like you know the female zombies with like their rotting flesh wearing bikinis and sitting out drinking daiquiris by the pool or whatever, you know, like, and they're, uh, and I, and the first thing I thought when I saw it is it reminded me of the, uh, of Jane Eyre, the woman in the attic, right? Like you have this sort of, uh, this, this woman who acts only on instinct and libidinal power and things like that. Um, and that has some sort of interesting sexualization to it. Um, so I, I mean, I, there's the fem- whole feminist horror uh, aspect of the game also, which we've talked about. But uh, but the sexualization of women was really interesting. And Sam, I was wondering what you thought about that whole thing. You know, I am so down with you on that one. I mean, I think the that was one of the things that did disturb me in, in, in a number of ways in playing that game was that you... And, and maybe it was just 
the fact that they stood out so much. But when yeah. I was playing the game, it seemed that there were more female zombies than male zombies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and kind of, that's anecdotal totally and completely. And like I said, it probably is because it stood out to me so much more. Um, and it was very odd to have to kill these women. Um, and oftentimes you were killing them in, in, with melee weapons. So you're like, so it's like you're beating the shit out of a woman with like a crowbar or a baseball Which bat. Which has like or, some weird penetrating uh, necrophiliac mm-hmm. uh, yeah, connotations. It's it, it real problematic for a number of reasons. And then even the women that you, you know, the women that are on the island that you encounter, the, the ones that are not dead mm-hmm. or not undead, um, mm-hmm. are women that, that, you know, are irritating and helpless and constantly screaming at you to do something about the situation and are not active in any way. Right. Well, I, cause I, well, because I played male, I played a male character when I played the game rather Sam than B. playing when I played Sam B. Um, rather than playing one of the female characters. I mean, and, and to, to add that one to the, <laughs> to the time capsule, that would definitely, um, that would definitely tell somebody a whole lot about, um, if if not give them an give them a false idea of what uh, what folks were like a um, hundred years ago would definitely give them an interesting idea about what what folks thought about minorities. Yeah, black stereotypes mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, wow. Black stereotypes. When I mean that was that was the your mother was a crack whore. Your your father is a your father was a convict. <clears throat> and so you Sam. became a rapper. And so you became a rapper, right? Um, and then, of course, there was the uh, half Aboriginal woman. Um, what was her name? Like Puma or something? Yeah, what? whose name was Puma? like Puma. Yeah, Puma. Puma. I don't remember. Uh, who? Who? who um, oh, was she the one who joined? Joined the to basically when you talk about Aboriginal Aboriginal folks who joined the oppressor, uh, became a police officer, and then was um, sexually lo- assaulted. Lost her job for for shooting a child molester in the genitals. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. Um, yeah. She castrated um, him, and then she was the one who unlocked the feminist horror achievement. Right. Later renamed, I think it was Gender Wars or something. Yeah. And then it, it was, was some sort of if, when if she killed male a... zombies, she got some yeah. sort of bonus. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we had the the uh, the Asian blade specialist uh, who was a woman as well. Um, and then, uh, then our football hero. Yeah. I was going to say the, the white dude with the tattoos and the troubled past who fell from grace, the troubled past, the fall from grace, the alcohol, the drugs, so lazy, the drunk driving, uh, the The drunk drunk driving, that's right. Snafus. Um, I mean, so, I mean, it, it, it was rife with stereotypes to say the very, very least, right? I mean, yeah, and the the whole feminist whore thing was really, really, really problematic to begin with. But just because you just mentioned that, it really made really made me um, kind of really re- help me recall the fact that there is also, um, and I think most people probably heard about this by now, but it, it's been divulged that there is a um, an achievement that's going to be in Saints Row the Third. That's like horde, W H O R E D. Yeah, there's a horde achievement in in Saints Row the Third. So yeah, we're rife we're rife with whores these days. Oh, whores up to the up to the. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> 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 oh. No pun intended. Sad. Yeah, sorry. 
So is that our time capsule? I think that's our week? time capsule for the week. That's quite the time capsule. Oh, I'm sad. Like the freaking time capsule. Well, we can talk. We can also talk about the the zombie fetuses and. Uh... You know, let's just leave the binding of Isaac <laughs> zombie fetuses that cry blood at you, um, oh, to the to people who want to go play that game because that that's you know that's its own thing. Wow. Should we cheer up with some games of the uh, deals of the week? Yes. Absolutely. Da, 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 da. There's real good ones this week. Uh, uh, the, the Broken Sword Trilogy is 50% off on good old games, but that was there last week, or two weeks ago too, right? Yeah. Or was it on Steam? It was on Steam two weeks ago. Okay, so there's that one on good old games this week. If you didn't pick up pick that up because uh, you didn't get paid or something and now you want to pick it up, go ahead. On Steam, uh, Alice Madness Returns is 50% off. The Commandos Collection is 50% off, Deus Ex is 25% off, and Batman Arkham Asylum is 50% off. So there is so much good stuff going on on uh, Steam. There's also a ton of games that we couldn't possibly list that are 10% off. Um, like I said, the uh, the Light Fish, which I will be playing next week for my Indie Game of the Week, um, is 10% off, so that's exciting. Uh, and Amazon, Deus Ex, Day of Sex, Day of is Sex. 40% off, Modern Warfare is 50% off. And mm -hmm. Nailed, which I had not heard of before, it looks like some sort of four-wheeling game, uh, is 80% off. So oh. you can't really go wrong with an 80% off game no matter what it's about. So, Well, yeah, you can't. Well, okay, maybe you can. <laughs> but... Hey, hey, we were going to be positive, okay? Well, since, since you're throwing out Steam games and we've been talking about these games before, you can, for the low, low price of $10.19 on... Um, Steam get Grand Theft Auto 3. It's the 20th anniversary of Grand Theft Auto 3. Can you freaking oh, believe that? Oh, oh, Grand Theft Auto oh. 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft oh. Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto, uh, and Grand Theft Auto 2. All five games for $10.19. Um, no way. Right. That's the weekend deal um, for five. Now, if you want, if you want um, the complete pack, all seven games, you get it for $12.49. That's oh, incredible. Lord, that's amazing. If I wanted to kill me some prostitutes, I would totally get that. No shit. Well, uh, you also get because we talked about this last. I think we talked about this last week. The Ballad of Gay Tony. You it, in the in the Ooh. complete pack that includes uh, episodes from Liberty City, which is going to give you the Ballad of Gay Tony. You know, I would I would sort of get that just to play the Ballad of Gay Tony. That's such an interesting uh, uh, DLC. Yep, because well, when it was when it was released separately on its own disc. Um, it wasn't DLC. It was you could just play it separately. Weird, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because you could buy the disc and you got the Ballad of Gay Tony and something else. There were two things on the disc huh. when it when it when it released. Um, if you bought it on disc rather than downloading it as content for for um, four. Mm, interesting. Wow, yeah. they've got all kinds of deals. I just visited the site. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff this weekend. I'm I'm definitely gonna be. Uh... I have uh, two, I have four, business writing and then business writing for entrepreneurs both turned in giant projects that I have to grade. So I'm going to go ahead and buy me some Steam games to spend my weekend on. <laughs> Avoidance therapy. I can feel that. I got a bunch of grading to do too, but. Well, see, I've got, I've got projects coming in on Tuesday from my class. So I'm going to really need to, to, you know, play some games. I haven't played anything <laughs> anything on a console since the since the marathon even though it says something about a game when you come home from playing games for 24 hours and you really think about plugging your plugging your console <laughs> in so that you can play the game more no i i totally hear you i came home and played some black ops which i know you would be disgusted about but 
What do you do? <laughs> you really are a black ops. I don't know what my problem. I, I think it's because I'm finally getting good at first person shooters, and I've been so bad really? at them for so long that I'm like, I can't enjoy stop. it now before you get to, before you get older and your reflexes slow down. Well, here's the problem yeah. though. Now that I started boxing, like I can hardly, like I can't pick up a piece of paper with my thumb and my pointer finger. Oh, so I think I need like. I need steroids. Can can you get hand steroids for gamers? That's what I need. Yeah, you can. I mean, oh, no, oh. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Side job, <Games>. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, okay. So that was our, our time capsule for this time. Um, and those are our deals for the week. Uh, so I guess that's actually about it. Can you believe it? We made it through another one. 21. We can go out and 21. buy some of our own scotch here. We're going to have some shots. Woo! <laughs> Power hour. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. We can find it out. We can. Find, I was like, what are we? What is, what's our next time capsule? Oh, what? that's a good point. Let's do the one I suggested ones. that Sarah liked. Oh, I did say one. What was that? Point and click. Point and click adventures? That would be fun. Uh, let's, there's better ones. What can we do? Well, there was, I liked, uh, Samantha had one, too, um, uh, uh, apocalypse uh, ones. Apocalyptic Ooh. ones, which do kind of overlap zombies. No, not the, not the ones I'm thinking about. Yeah, like Deus Ex would be a good one. Oh, uh, okay, Fallout yeah, yeah. would be a good one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fallout, those will be good. Or, oh, um, yeah, let's Wait. do something we haven't done. I was going to say, like, we could do cinematic games, but we've done cinematic games more recently. Yeah, because so we talked about uh, L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. When I did say a casual capsule, we could put in the Vils. That is possible. <laughs> oh, God, shoot me in the head now. <laughs> okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> uh, let's, go, let's go Apocalypse. I, I just want to, I love thinking about the Apocalypse as often yeah, as Yeah, let's possible. do the Apocalypse. Let's do it. It's the end of the world and, and we're happy. It's what is that song? It's the end of the world with Not Your Own Gamer. And I feel fine. Right? Okay. That could be our theme song next week. <laughs> let's not ever repeat oh, that. Oh, okay. Let's not do that. Sam, you're so editing this week, right? You can cut that out? I can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> so next up, we're going to do Games of the Apocalypse. Woo! Time capsule. Time capsule. Wait, time. I did that to the Hot Pockets theme. Maybe we'll take us something yeah, else. <laughs> you kind of did, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> all right so uh thanks thanks again folks for joining us for our 21st episode of the not your mama's game podcast um so next up we're going to talk about time our next time capsule episode is going to be on games of the apocalypse so uh, until then please uh stay safe avoid zombies uh and game on game on <laughs> game on <laughs> Woo!